Get ready for the world's greatest Arsenal podcast. Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Enjoy the show. Hello, good evening. Welcome to Guns and Yellow Ribbons. I'm Fergus. I am your host. I'm joined ahead of the Burnley game by Old Man Trev and Big Steve. We will look back to the Dundalk game. Uh, a great um, finish to our Europa League um, uh, performance and look ahead to what, who would have thought, a six-pointer against Burnley Football Club. Happy place, happy place, guns and yellow ribbons. Steve, Trev, how are you? Are you in your happy place? Well, I'm in Sunderland, so I'm away from home, but it's more chill, so kind of, yeah. How we the lads. How we the and and is we do know that, that uh, Newcastle. No, Sunderland is Howay. Newcastle is Holway. Oh, okay. The middle bridge is And what about what about, yeah, what anyway, about that anyway. thing on top of the um, Steve? What about that thing on top of the hill between Gateshead and uh, Sunderland with the snake thing? The snake thing. Yeah, there's some uh, monument on a hill. Oh, pinch monument. Yeah, we, we, we stayed in Gateshead and we got a cab across the stadium of light. And I asked the guy, the cab driver, I said, oh, because uh, I'm interested in all that sort of stuff. I said, mm. what's that up there? He said, don't know, something about those stupid bloody Mackhams. <laughs> There's something about snakes. <laughs> oh, I, I, I've, never, I've never been up there, actually. I've never been to see Pension Monument. I've been to the Angle of the North, sort of drove past that. Um, and there's a massive worm down by the river, Lampton Worm. Which is like a little folklore mm. tale or something. I don't know. Bloody well, as you can see, my my venue my venue for this uh, for this podcast has changed. I'm in my kitchen. I've got the football on in the background. Liverpool are winning, uh, losing one nil to Fulham. Um, are they? And yeah, they're losing one nil. Mad. Yeah. So, Come on, um, Liverpool. Come on, you Liverpool. Yeah. Actually, for once, we do need them to to do it. Like, listen, we're not worried about that top end of the table right now at the moment, but let's look at some positives. Let's look at the Dundalk game first and foremost. So if you're going into the Dundalk game, Dundalk are winless in eight games against English teams. They've drawn one, um, they've lost seven, and they've scored four goals while shipping 28 games uh, to 28 goals. Uh, Arsenal are unbeaten in nine away major UEFA uh, games, winning seven, drawing two. The Gunners' longest ever streak without a defeat on the road. And Arsenal have won six consecutive UEFA matches, excluding qualifiers, for the first time since November 2005. Trev, that's got to be a positive, hasn't it? What? What, the game on Thursday? A win. Winning streaks. Oh, yeah, of course it's a positive. We're going to be positive tonight. I'm not going to have a meltdown tonight, I promise. I lost my rag a bit. Well, I didn't lose my rag, did I? I just got all sentimental the other night. And uh, I'm sorry for that, but we do win out. We, we do wear our hearts on our sleeves, us fans, don't we? Of course it's a positive. It, the, I thought the game on Thursday was all right. The game on Thursday showed me one thing, right? Showed me one thing. And we, hopefully we're going to talk about a young man shortly, Fergus. But, you know, we won the game. We won it comfortably. We've not lost in Europe all season. We, you know, um, I was thinking about who do we want to get a draw with on um, on um, on Monday. And to be honest, I don't really care because I won't be allowed to go. So I think we'll beat anyone in the draw on our day in Europe. Um, 
Yeah, sorry, Fergus, I was miles away then, mate. You threw me completely. Um, but yeah, <laughs> oh, sorry, of course, sorry, it's sorry, I'm in Europe. It's such a contrast. I've gone back to your, uh, your self-confessed outburst, but I, I don't think it was an outburst. I thought it was a, it, it was a genuine, a genuine act of passion and love for the football club that we support. And there's no reason why you should have, have to apologise for it. The comments that we've had from people talking about um, uh, how you felt uh, was, and the feedback we've had from that has been fantastic. Uh, hello to everybody in the chat. We got uh, Trules, Kieran, uh, Terry, Ross, uh, and and some others joining in. So uh, you know, keep on joining us. Uh, we are going to do this a little bit of Dundalk game, and then uh, we're going to look ahead to possible lineups against Burnley, and then we will talk about the lineup itself once it once it comes out. Um, Steve, did you watch the game? It was a difficult watch. It was a 5.55 watch with no fans. What did you make of it? 5.55. Um, yeah, I I thought it was good. I, I mean, when Trev said we talk about one thing, I I, I think I know what he was referring to, but I, I thought he was going to talk about um, Runison. I thought maybe he was going to, because a lot of people were, I mean, an iron after that game, weren't they? Um, about our, our second choice goalkeeper. Um, yeah, I mean, they scored two goals. I, I don't think we should, you know, letting in one. Okay, fair enough if it's a good goal. But I, I, I was slightly disappointed that we didn't get the clean sheet. And I, I was disappointed when the second goal went in. Um, but yeah, I, I thought, I thought you know, everyone everyone did their job, job well. Good to see Balogun get some more minutes. Good to see ML Smith row out there from the start. Um yeah, and as Charles said, the Europa League's been good for us. We avoid getting someone that's dropping down from the Champions League this year. So, yeah, all in all, you know, great to finish it off with another win. And another, you know, seeing some goals on, you know, even if it's on a Thursday night against poor opposition, seeing Arsenal score some goals, it's, <laughs> you can't scoff at that this season. And and one of the goals um, was El Nenny's goal. Sorry, I thought there was a goal in the background there. Uh, yeah, El Nenny's goal. Yeah. So uh, El Nenny's goal, um, he scored three uh, in uh, European competitions. Two of these have been coming from outside the box. What yeah, a screamer, Steve. Yeah, I, I saw um, I saw a tweet soon after, you know, oh, who, know, who knew El Nenny could score? It's like, well, if you was watching us three, four years ago when he did it against Barcelona, you'd have known. <laughs> you know, but it's, it's, it's the problem with our midfielders generally. Like, we don't take enough shots. Our midfielders don't take enough shots. And we've got players in that midfield that can score a beauty from outside the box. Joe Willock has done it in the past. Smith Rowe has done it in the past. I think for the first team, I think he scored a banger last year, maybe, in the Europa League. Um, El Nenny can do it. Xhaka, you know, it's one of the only things he can do occasionally. Um yeah, just what a what a goal, and and great for him, great for him. You know, hopefully he'll, you know, he'll thrive off of that and put in some good shifts when he gets selected again. So, but before that, Trev, um, the young man that you're probably uh, alluding to, uh, Eddie Nketiah, on twelve minutes um, scored uh, a really good goal to open the scoring. What what did you make of that goal, and how much of the game did you actually watch? I know what work commitments; it's sometimes difficult for the midweeks. Yeah, I, 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 well, it's not work. I've not got work commitments anymore because I've semi-retired again. I've told them I'm not doing it. I'm, I love this club that much. I try to miss the odd game and I can't do it. So, but yeah, Eddie, Eddie's goal was 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 good. Eddie's Eddie's shone again against a a European side. Um, I wasn't referring to Eddie. 
I was referring to about a young man, Balogun, and, and hopefully we'll come to talk. talk. Actually, will. shortly, Fergus, I'd like to talk about Balogun and Eddie in, in, in the, at, at the same time, mate, because I think there's a few important points to be made. Oh, um, Balogun, Balogun got the final goal on the 80th minute, but yeah, far away. Yeah, well, to be honest with you, it's, it's, it's been a really good week on Twitter with, with Balogun, to be honest with you with you guys because uh, there's some really good Arsenal fans that I know on Twitter some some pr proper Arsenal fans on Twitter and we've all got different opinions on Balogun and what we should do with him straight away in the short term should we or shouldn't we do we push him or do we save him but there's been no abuse no falling out no no calling of names we've just had a really good debate about it and I firmly sit on the side of 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 he's 19 years old he's a big fella and that that he should at least get half an hour today if we're struggling and i'll tell you what made me say it fergus not because not because he scored a goal against Dundalk. You, you've got to take that with a pinch of salt because they're not the best opposition but if you watch balogun's movements off the ball and his expressions and him trying to lead players into where he wants the ball and uh, and actually, if you want a better, for a better phrase, leading the line, as we want the line led, all those signs were there that he's capable of doing that. Let's take his goal out of it, take the opposition out of it, and just watch the player, watch what he does, watch his mannerisms, watch watch how he wants to play, and it gives us a shout. I think, and I, I, just closing it off. Ideally for me today, ideally for me today. It's Burnley, so we start Lacazette and Alabama, Yang, right? But if after about 55, 60 minutes, we're struggling up front, we take both of them off and we bring Eddie and we bring Balogun on. Because firstly, they won't do any worse if we, if we haven't scored a goal against Burnley by the 55th, 60th minute. Mm -hmm. Balogun and Eddie won't do any worse and it will change it completely. And uh, mm -hmm. that's what I'd like no, no. to see today, mate. Totally, totally agree. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that game in, in a couple of minutes. Um, Arsenal, the first team to have uh, three English players aged 21 or younger, Balogun, Willock and Enketier, score, uh, score in a major UEFA match since um, that lot down the road in 1982 versus Coleraine. Again, another Irish team where they had Gary Brook, Terry Gibson and Gary Mabbott. But it just shows, you know, that we're bringing through the youth and Project Youth seems to be where we need to go uh, I, I i don't know if um if we are have have got the capacity to, uh, to invest huge likes the likes of uh, man city and, and and chelsea and 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 so on i, I don't think we're, we're we're ever going to get into that category just yet not while we're uh, in the Europa League or even where we are in the Premier League right now. Uh, Aziz, um, uh, Steve, Aziz made his debut. What did you make of his uh, cameo appearance? I, I, to be fair, I, I was um, I was expecting him to come on earlier. Obviously, Cottrell got more minutes. Another another debut for another, another youngster. I don't know whether he was going to mention him. Um, I thought he did fairly well. Cottrell, I think he didn't look out of his depth. Um, you know, which even even if it is an Irish side and they're not very good, blah blah blah. He, you know, he didn't look out of his depth against men. Um, and Cottrell's only a youngster. Same with Aziz. Um, he's he's a skillful player. He's very he's explosive on the ball. He wants to move it forward. He's he's full of confidence. He's you know he's a young kid getting his debut. I I, mm -hmm. I, I don't think you can fault it at all. 
Chubby for yeah, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> Whilst, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it would take an it would take an Aussie to do that, wouldn't it? To lower the tone, you can take the criminals out of Europe, but you can't take them out of Australia, can you? Um, hello, Max. Um, Chambers, uh, Trev Chambers made his first appearance since his uh, uh, cruciate lig ligament injury, um, and he was out for about a year. Um, January. He had a good game, didn't you think? Yeah, but best part of a year, isn't it? So yeah. Um, he had a good game, Trev, don't you think? Yeah, I, he did indeed, Fergus. I thought he played 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 very well. Um, in, but in this context, in this context, you do take into account the opposition. You do take into account that we gave away two goals to a side that's only scored four in their last eight or ten games against English clubs. But what you do do with Chambers is that he's a bit like a holding, and he only is about six months behind holding. He's coming back from a big injury. He gets game time and then we make conclusions on Chambers in six months' time or at the end of the season when he's got a few more minutes. Um, but I've always liked Chambers' effort levels. I've always liked Holding's effort levels. But they're strange types of players, aren't they? You're never quite sure whether they're good enough. One week you think, yeah, these boys are flying, definitely going to make it. And then another week you think, oh, maybe they're just short. But then again, the whole of the Arsenal side's been a bit short this season, Fergus. So, you know, who are we to say? But yeah, he played well. But in that context, I've talked about Chambers on Thursday, you do have to consider the opposition, mate, I'm afraid. However, mm. I would just say the um I mean there's obviously a lot of hype around Mary at the moment, or Marie, Marie Pablo, you know, Pablo. Um I thought he was at fault for for one of the goals. He completely he completely caught caught out and um, was that the second goal. Uh, it was the one where Pepe lost Pepe lost his challenge, absolutely bottled his challenge, and then it went went straight past Mary. Mary completely didn't know what to do, got wrong footed, and then it was the one where Runison really should have stopped it. So it was, you know, yeah, I think Pepe, I, I think that was the second the, the, the first goal was a bit of a worldie for Dundalk, actually. Right, yes, uh, yeah, yeah, thought... yeah, that's right. It would be the second goal then. Um yeah, I, I think you know, Trev's right, obviously you do take into account the the opposition. Um and I think you've you know you especially for someone like Marie, who everyone is, you know, is, is excited by. And and so far for me, I've not mm. seen not seen too much to, to be excited by. He's been steady in the games he's played, but that's it. You know, you look at Mustafi since Arteta's come in, apart from maybe once or twice, he, he's looked decent under Arteta. So it's a, it's a, it's a strange one with our centre-backs at the moment. And I think Trev sums it up, I think... Give them more minutes, see how they are in six months. But Chambers, yeah, um, good to see him back, mainly, I think. So we're, we're going into the Burnley game. We're 15th in the league. Um, and who would have thought that we're uh, going in against a team? Let me look at some of these stats I've got written down. I, I wrote down here. Um, so Leicester hadn't won away. Uh, at Arsenal since 1973 until this season. Wolves uh, since 1979. And Burnley haven't won away at our place since 1974. Trev, can we begin our turnaround of our season today? Well, of course, just quickly, yeah, Trolls, Trolls, good friend of the show, Trolls. I'd love to meet Trolls and have a beer with him because he's always got plenty to say. Top man on the show. He was player of the season at Fulham, Trolls. You're exactly right, and mate. Fine. Chambers was. And Middlesbrough yeah. as well, the season before. Yeah, yeah. But going back to, uh, what was the question again, Fergus? Remember, I'm old, remember. 
Yeah, can I know. I can see now. Um, <laughs> can we turn our season round with like Leicester and Wolves getting things since you were a boy? They they they, they hadn't scored uh, one at uh, Arsenal's home ground, and now we got Burnley. You haven't won since nineteen seventy four at our place. Uh, can can we stop the rock? Can we turn it round? Well, Fergus, we've got to. We've got to stop the rock. We've got three important games this week. We've got a game tonight. We've got a game on Wednesday, and we've got a game next Saturday. And we need to win. All, we need to. We need to take at least seven points from now, or we'll win a relegation battle. But you know, I, I, I was full of hope at the start of the season. But I'm not overly surprised at where we are because this is just a continuation of the decline. You know. Going back 15 years, we were battling with Man United to win the league. Then for the next few years, we were battling for fourth place with Man United, Chelsea, Man City. Then last season, we were battling to get top six if we could, which we never quite made. So the decline steady. So it's, it's not a total shock to see us where we are. But what, what we need to do now is we need to stop the like recent seasons where the rocks continue setting. We need to stop it now. And we have got the players and we have got the manager and and it, what a manager's got to do is 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 note is is recognise that certain players are underperforming, and it's got to be brave and change that. It's got to be brave and change that because if if we don't win two out of three games this week, we're in the we're really we're in a proper relegation fight, a proper relegation fight mm. going on our performances, and that needs to stop. So yeah, we can turn it around. Um, I want to. I'd love to see one or two of these youngsters come in. I know some of my friends don't agree with me, not to start, but I'd love to see Balogun on the bench tonight. I'd love to see Smith Rowe on the bench tonight, and, and and give us that massive change in personnel. If, as I said earlier, if we're not if we're not in a game, I'm hopeful that we'll have enough to beat Burnley. I'm hopeful that that, that Arteta will give them a, a good kick up the backside that they've needed this week, and we'll be away. I was listening to um, Russell Hogg, Russ Hogg on on um, on Friday night's podcast by same old Arsenal, and he spoke. Do you know what? He don't use the same words as me, Russ. He's much more much more to the point with the language he uses. But he's, he's, he's more industrial than Trevor, isn't he? Yeah, he's he's a lovely man, Fergus. He really is a lovely man, and he deep it's down he's a gooner like me, and he carries exactly the same views. He just puts them across differently, and. Um, I agreed with a lot of what he said, and basically, the recognition's got to come that this is not a mid-table fight. This is, if we're not careful, this will become a relegation fight, and action needs to be taken quickly, quickly. If if we don't start turning it round, we need to we need to we need to get some positivity back into our team. But I'm sure we will. We're the Arsenal, you know, we're the greatest club in the world, and and I'm sure that we will do. We'll get there. We'll be all right. Steve. Steve, this is our fourth 7.15 kickoff in a row at home on a Sunday. How many have we won so far? None. Correct. <laughs> Top of the class for you. We haven't we haven't lost all, all three, have we? We lost no, two. No, we drew one. one and lost two. Yeah. So yeah, um, listen, I'm not I'm not trying to get us negged out or anything like that. What I am trying to do is just uh Get get some a level that we're at, and the level that we're at is pretty low at the minute. Yeah, but yeah. looking at um, who we may bring into the squad, the team news should be out in the next ten minutes or so. Uh, we got uh, David Louise, who uh, has been assessed. He hasn't featured since that uh, head injury against Wolves, where he came off at half time. Thomas Party uh, is absent with a thigh problem, unlikely to come back. 
Gabriel Martinelli played for the under 23s or the, the under 23s. Um, he done well. I'd like to see him named on the bench, Steve. Would you? Not yet. Not yet. I, I think, uh, as as Trev said, and as most of the Arsenal fan base on Twitter have said, we want to see Balogun this week. He's been playing well. He's fit. He's 100% fit. Burnley are a physical side. We've not seen Balogun against too many men, you know. And so if Balogun's going to get 20 minutes in the Premier League, I think, you know, not away at Burnley, but against Burnley is what I meant to say. Against Burnley, who are a big physical you know, get dubbed Brexit football now because they're, you know, big, burly, you know, I think, I think that this is the game to see. Brexit see what Balogun's made of. Yeah, <laughs> I've around so much the last couple of weeks. Sean Dyche and Bernie playing Brexit football. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think, I think, no. Yeah, I think he's just said too early for Martinelli. I think if he comes back, even if he's 75% fit, he takes a, you know, a big knock from a, bastard centre-back at Burnley, then... Uh, Language, that, you know, young man. What's your mouth out? <laughs> I was using in a biblical context. <laughs> Burnley should um, should have um, Dale Stevenson and uh, Johan Berg Goodmanson uh, will be monitored. Who? Jack Cork is not ready. Uh, yeah, don't worry. <laughs> Moving swiftly on. And... Uh, Phil Bardsley will return uh, in contention. Um, <laughs> give me a give me a break. Listen, somebody's asked me to put this comment up. Uh, Trofer says um, I've just uh, saw a predicted front three of Aubameyang, Balogun, and Saka. What do you think of that, uh, Trev? Well, it's it's interesting, isn't it? Because I've just been looking down here and. Uh... I considered Martinelli, but we can only get so many forwards into the match day squad, including substitutes, can't we? So if you've got Laka, Aubameyang, um, Balogun and Ketia and Martinelli, that's too many. That's mm -hmm. too many. Um, uh, put that what, put that, put that back up again, please, Fergus, mate, if you don't mind. Stop watching the telly, it's rude. <laughs> I'm not watching the telly. That I think a claim for a penalty or something like that. But it was Bamiang, Balogun, and Saka. Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd like to see uh, uh, my front three today. Would Alban would be Bamiang, Laka, and Saka with 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 Balogun on the bench with Eddie uh, Martinelli. Don't get on the bench for me. The, the the most what I would like to see the biggest change I would like to see is, is in the midfield where where um, and it won't happen where if. Um, what's his name? Can't play, can he? Um, Pepe. Pepe. Pepe can't play. Yeah, um, he's still on the ban. Is he still on the ban? I thought it was three games. Yeah, it will be. Th this is, isn't this the third game? He can come back. No, not Pepe. Party. Party can't play. Party. So I, yeah. ideally for me, you move Louise up the field. I say it every week, but it'll never happen. If Party can't play, you lose move Louise up the field. That removes your requirement to have Zaka in the side. So Zaka's not playing. You can get Maitland Niles and Sabios in, and you can play Saka, Laka, and Albamiang up front. But he won't leave Xhaka out and he won't leave Louise uh, he won't move Louise up the field. But you asked me, so I'm telling you. That's what I'd like to see. Yeah. I would. I'd like to see. I'd like to see Lacazette tried in the hole again, as a as a sort of floating ten. Play him a bit deeper. Give Aubameyang another another run in the middle. I think Saka 
one side. I I, I would lo- I don't want to see him, but I think William will play the other. Um, but yeah, I think El Nenny has to come into that midfield. Whether or not that's for Sabayos or Xhaka, I don't know. But I would I would like to see Maitland Niles and El Nenny play in the midfield. Um, oh, with oh, with Steve, have Laka in front. Have Laka as that ten. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and and I don't I don't say I, I don't think because Nelson Nelson I think is still still had still got a knock. I don't think um, I don't think he'll play. So I think William will play. I don't want to see it, but I think William will play. And if William is going to have one of his you know one of his very 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 few good games, I think having Lacquer in that 10, 10 spot with the with, you know with the freedom to run forward. If William's going to come inside, Maitland Niles is obviously going to get forward. I think there could be a bit of a bit of a better balance there but um who knows who knows what you know what's gonna come out of the lineup we we, we say this every week we'd like to see certain things and, and it's the same old same old so will, will he drop him though will he drop him who William no 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 Shaka will he will, will Arteta drop Shaka Charles has just said he thinks Shaka's out um I don't know whether that's because there's maybe been a knock pre-game or or what I don't know but um I don't think he will. I, I, I could tell you the reason, but I'm, I don't allow that language on here. <laughs> yeah, I would. Um, I would. Lo- I'd like to see him out. Um, I mean, and he's been dropped before. Arteta hasn't played him every single game. There was a little while where he was out of the side, and he was he was fit. Um, but the problem with someone like Xhaka is if he's not starting, it's pointless having him on the bench because what what can he offer from the bench? Like nothing. Nothing. It, it doesn't exactly. make my team. It doesn't make my team. No, no um, it doesn't. But after Thursday, what I am going to do is, uh, whoever he puts out there, they're playing for the club, so they get my full support, and as as will all of us, yeah. and we'll hope they win. Yeah. What people have got, what people have got to take note on here that that uh, uh, when I'm when we're talking about choosing a team and we're saying we should leave players out and, and, and he should pick players, it's because. They're not playing very well, and we don't think they're playing well or good enough for the Arsenal. They're not necessarily bad people. And Xhaka, having explained it that way, Xhaka hasn't performed well enough for the Arsenal on and off the field. I think. I think his actions off the field have been poor when he's been leaving the field, and it shouldn't. It shouldn't be in the side. He's, he's not been playing well enough. He's not. He's not. Cre- if he was a sole, maybe if we had two real ballers in front of him, Steve. And he played as a deep defensive midfielder. Midfielder, he might just get away with it, Shaka. But what the Arsenal need from him is he can't give. He can't give. And so that's and, and we they're banging on about the other options we've got, and we have got some other options, and we need to give them a try. I think we need to give them a try. Yeah, I, I, I just, even in a defensive capacity, I just don't. He hasn't got the mobility to do it. I think Xhaka's, Xhaka's best games have come when he's sort of, you know, when we've had, when we've played a back three and he's had, uh, you know, a, a mobile midfielder next to him, whether that be, um, you know, Sabayos at the back end of last year, whether it had been, you know, in when he first came to the club and was playing against Aaron Ramsey when Wenger moved to a back, you know, a back five. But the thing is, he can pass a ball. He can pass a ball well, but he just, we haven't seen it for so long. And when he's when he's deeper, when he's you know when he's on the back foot, he is absolutely useless. And so, in a defensive capacity, he's not mobile enough. And when we're on the back foot trying to get out of pressure, he he hides. He goes missing and, and doesn't do what he's supposed to do. So, 
yeah, I just, I just don't want him guys on either side. Put, put that comment up from no. Melanie Fergus because I think no, 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 right. there's, there's another comment. I'll bring that up in a second. There's another comment further back, which uh, Curtis put up. Curtis Howard on the 12th of December 1959, Arsenal lost four two, four in a row. Um, and it's the first time that we could lose four in a row. And it was Burnley we lost 4-2-2. Two, two. Um, uh, and, and I was scrolling up to that. That's why I actually disappeared off my That's screen because right. I'm trying to learn this new Mac. Um, what, what, what's Thanks, that? Make uh, me night, mate. <laughs> Cheers, pal. What, which, which comment was that one then? Um, Melanie, because I've got I've got a strange feeling that Shaka uh, might be out in January. While well, we can still oh, get I'm a bit of dust from him, and, and, and I'll go back to what Russ Hogg said the other night, right? Um, about business, and and Kroenke must be getting fed up with us keeping players to the end of their contracts, and then um, going for nothing, or us getting nothing for them, or buying old players that we can't sell on and recoup some money. And Xhaka could well be one of them, couldn't he? Keep Xhaka to the end of his contracts. He ain't going to be worth a lot well, of dosh. We, 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 we've got a lot of them, Trev. We've got Mustafi, Klasniak. Uh, you've got uh, Ozil, who's uh, been overpaid um, and sitting in the uh, – in not even in the reserves. Um, it's not on the agenda, but um, there's talk of uh, in January, Ozil being brought back into the fold. Uh, Trev, for you – would that totally undermine everything that Ozil, uh, that uh, Arteta is trying to do? Right. I'm not playing that guessing game about Arteta and his actions, right? You, you, People that watch this podcast regularly and you guys know I've got the ump with Ozil, right? Not because of his personality or, or who he is, but because of the way he performed on a field in a certain game or two. I really, really lost me rag with him but let's 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 be sensible right you know steve you notice he asked me that question then buggered off the screen he's not stupid <laughs> he's is he probably looking for another comment <laughs> yeah he's not stupid but what you have got to say what you have got to say is right at this second in time would we be any worse with ozil in the side <sighs> and the answer <laughs> is no the team's just come up, by the way, Steve. And Thanks. Do it's that. same old, same old, mate. Same old, same old, same no old. No changes from Tottenham. Smith Rowe gets on the bench. It's, uh, Balogun not on the bench. No changes from Spurs. Leno, Bellerin, Gabriel, Holding, Tierney, Xhaka, El Nenny. Oh, so El Nenny's in. That'll be okay. because Party's out. That'll we'll be because Party's out. Saka, William, Lacazette, Aubameyang. The bench is basically the same, apart from the fact you've got Smith Rowe on there. So there you go. Same old, same old. That's, that's it's, it's not good enough. It's not good enough. There we go. It's, it is. Uh, that's it's, it's completely deflating. You know, I, I, obviously we've said many, many times, and everyone says. Well, I mean, I say everyone, not everyone, because there's people crave negativity and, and love to see Arsenal do bad because it feeds their bloody numbers. But let's not go into that one. Um, the fact that nothing has changed, uh, you know, okay, yeah, Oneni's coming, but he's forced to do that. Xhaka, William, bloody Bellerin, they've been at fault for how many goals this season? And, and I, if I had money, I would be betting God knows how much on Bellerin to get a foul throw 
I'm sure there's a bookie somewhere that that will be offering that market. But Steve, Steve, with, with with that squad, where can you see anybody creating anything for our forward line? Um, out of sixty-two chances in open play, um, we've gone six hundred and fifty-six minutes without scoring a goal uh, from open play. Six hundred and fifty-six minutes. The, the man in there that was bought in who should have have seamlessly slotted in is William. You know, William is the man. You know, you've got Saka that's going to be constantly floating about trying to do something. Um, you know, this season he hasn't, you know, he hasn't been fantastic with his final ball. But you've got Saka, you've got Aubameyang who is going to be, you know, be looks like he's going to be through the middle. Um, you've got... You've got Lacazette, who hopefully, if he is playing deeper, is able to to do something. But I just can't see it happening. And that midfield, that Xhaka uh, again, I'm I'm de- I'm deflated. I was I was semi up for this. I thought you know maybe maybe we'll see something different. And even just having Smith Rowe on the bench, that's not enough. You know that's not enough. Like I I, I really wanted to see Balogun on the bench, even if it's for five minutes at the end, just just to see. You know, see his number come up on the board, and just know, you know, we've got a youngster going out in the league. He's getting. He's lost. He's lost six out of his last nine games in the league. What happens? For me, I mean, I am still, I am still very much in the camp. Unless we are literally bottom four, bottom five, then I still think he needs January. He needs next summer and then give him until the January of 2022. Steve, I, I, Steve, Steve, we're 15th, we're bottom five. No, I know. But the, the, the thing for me is, is if we go around in circles. Oh, hang, hang, hang on a second. Hang on a second. Melanie, lovely lady, but he's not happy with North London. He's not, he's not happy in... FFS. He can live in Cobham and still get round to um, London Colney. That's absolute BS. Sorry. Sorry, Mel. Um, Yeah. Yeah, no, 15th is not good enough. Look, and even even if we bought in an Allegri or a Simeone, he has got the same group of players that have had now had three managers and Freddie. You know, so so four if you really want to be technical. And they haven't responded to any of them. Okay, fair enough. Arteta got a tune last season and we won an FA Cup and things were all right. But then you have all these things behind the scenes, you know, Sanyeli leaves and then Edu comes in and then you've got the problems with Saliba and you've got the media who are lapping it up because they can write whatever whatever crap they want and there's a good chunk of the fan base that are going to go into meltdown and cause division and the players see this and think, you know, there's things going on and then you know full well that there's cliques inside the camp. You've got so much wrong behind the scenes and, ho- and luckily a few of the players that are... are being touted as as being the ringleaders are on their way out so it doesn't matter who you get in they're going to need time but if we keep on chopping and changing chopping and changing there's going to be no harmony you're going to have managers that are constantly working with players that they didn't want which then leads to even more unrest and you you we end up being 15th for the next five years that's that's the that's the fear i've got and that's why i think arteta needs we all said he needs three windows he's had one See, you know, unless it's real, real dire straits, and we're sat at the bottom, literally sat at the bottom, not able to string a, you know, string a pass together, score a goal, do anything, then he has. Then until then, he he stays for me. 
Trev, it's, it's horrible. you were there. You were you were there in the days of Terry Neal. We touched on this uh, the last couple of podcasts. Um, yeah. you, you you've seen dark days at Highbury. Uh, we're seeing dark days. Uh, well, we're not seeing, unfortunately, uh, not seeing dark days uh, at the Emirates because most of us are sitting here on our laptops rather than in 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 the um, in the stadium. Um, but you know, what do you make of it? Can can we get out of this? And if if God forbid this. If we don't get three points, is a point enough tonight? And 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 I I, I asked I asked that because I was sitting over the the pub for an afternoon pint. We I went out for lunch with my wife um, because we're expecting London and uh, East of England to go into tier three uh, probably next weekend. Um, so I thought, well, listen, we're probably not going to be able to get out and do anything until after Christmas, probably end of January. So let's go and have some lunch. So we went and had a, a nice roast roast lunch. Had a couple of beers uh, with some friends, and among those friends, we were talking about some of the facts um, about this game and some of the facts around Burnley and how poor Burnley are and everything else, and just some of the comments that came up on Arsenal fans forum and Guns and Yellow Ribbons and and some of the other um, Facebook groups and so on, saying we desperately need a point. Is a point enough? Should we we got to be expecting more than a point against this Burnley side? Oh. Of course, of course, we want more than a point, Fergus. We should be getting more than a point. There, there was a time when we were quite right to say it's Burnley. We should be getting three points here. We really should. But you've got to look at where we are now, Fergus. You've got to look at where we are. Burnley, uh, if you go strictly by the league table, right? Burnley are as good a side, a slightly better side than Arsenal, right? It's a mm -hmm. fact. Okay? So... A point's not enough. It wouldn't surprise me if it ended up a draw if these players keep performing as they have. But a point's not enough. No, it's 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 three points or or absolutely nothing. And 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 Kai's right. A point's not enough. Yeah. But it it, it 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 just want to go back to the selection, boys. I just want to go back to the selection because I said it before and I've said it again. Arteta has my full trust, right? He's our only hope at Arsenal. If you look beyond Arteta, there's no positives anywhere. So we've got to keep thinking as a positive about Arteta, yeah? I don't agree with his selection tonight. I, I don't think he should be picking Xhaka. And I'm concerned about Willian as well. Bellerin doesn't give me as much concern because I think that if, if, if Arteta's got anything about him, he would have done exactly what Lee Dixon said he should do this week. Take Bellerin to one side and say, Oi, one more foul throw, two weeks' wages, fine. That'll soon stop him. He won't do it again. But I am worried about Arteta's selection because I do think he has other options. He does have other options at the present time, which he's not using. But I put my faith in him. I put my trust in him. And I just hope that he is right and the rest of us are barking up the wrong tree. I genuinely do. So who knows? But Burnley, and, Burnley is our level. Question. Burnley is our level, uh, Fergus, at the moment. We, we can't deny answer that. Heath, you know? Answer Heath's question. Are we deserving of more than a point at this present in time? Absolutely not. If we get a point today, it'll probably be a battling point. You know, we'll have to battle for it. And have our, are our players up for the battle? I don't know. 
yeah, Heath's got another good point. Is there anyone else? I would hope there's not Heath. I really hope there's not someone behind the scenes picking the team because if there is, we are in massively serious trouble. Let me tell you, massively serious trouble, pal. Well, that that would emphasise that would emphasise the the point where I said earlier about if Ozil was allowed back into the fold, that would totally undermine uh, what Arteta has been trying to do. Listen, um, right. the Clarence. Hang, hang on a minute, you. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute, son. You was a bit naughty earlier because you asked me that question about Ozil. Then you buggered off the screen and left me to it, didn't you? I, hey, I, I didn't bugger off the screen. No, 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 no. I, I heard everything you said and you were talking to Steve. Um, I've got a new Mac and uh, it, it's, I'm just getting used to it. I'm just sitting here on my laptop. I don't have my multi-screens and everything else. So I, I was there, I was listening and I just couldn't comment back. That was all. So I'll let you um, this once. Burnley have had 27 shots on target, the lowest figure in the Premier League. Um, they're only five goals. Uh, they've only got five goals with the joint lowest uh, in the division prior to this weekend. And uh, should they uh, fail to score for four uh, consecutive games, it would be the first time since 2016 for them. Um, you know, they've only won one of the past 11 games, games losing seven. All these stats state that we should smash them. Those stats about Leeds, uh, sorry, about Wolves, um, and um, the other teams we talked about beginning uh, getting results at uh, Arsenal, which they haven't had from the 70s, all are a shock. And I shared those stats with my friends in the pub, and I went, it's just typical. That will just be, we're going to get smashed by Burnley, which if we do, you know, you know, just turn off your PCs, turn off your laptops, turn off your phones, Log out of Twitter, log out of Facebook because Jump it's going to go. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to go nuts. Uh, um, go on, Steve. Yeah. Yeah. Go the, on, whole, Steve. the whole, the whole, thing on Özil, and this, this is, you know, you see so many, so many people that claim to know things, and, and there's there's conflict in reports. You've got people saying that he's not being played because of the money. You've got people saying it's, it's because of the whole China comments and everything else. Um, no one knows. And, and, I, and I think even if he was to be brought back in, you know, no, okay, fair enough. We wouldn't be doing any worse. But I think absolutely you then, if he brings, if he gets brought back in and then has a blinder, then everybody is going to be on, on the whole, the whole camp of, why didn't he play earlier on in the season? He's making a difference. But if he then comes back in and is the same as we saw last, you know, most of last season and the season before that, and in a, in a certain game that that really riles Trev, then you've got people saying, well, why is he brought back in when Emil Smith-Rowe has played six months in the Europa League and has been outstanding? It's a lose-lose situation. So don't bring him in at all. Keep, keep him out. Steve, listen, right... Talking about speculation, right? Everything we talk about on here, 99% of it is speculation, right? Yeah. Because we're not in the know. We don't know. And we have a lovely chat and we speculate and, and, and Excuse we think me. about what we would like. Excuse and... me. Trev, I'm in the know. Yeah, of course you are, <laughs> no. yeah. No, 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 oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> but you see, I just, I just answered Fergus's question and I'm going to expand on it for about 20 seconds, right? Two I minutes, said... Yeah. I said that 
I said that, would Ozil make us any worse at this very current moment? I didn't say I wanted him back because I no, think no, no, it I know. would be no, a backward step. My opinion is that it would be a backward step, right? Yeah. But would he make us any worse at the moment? Possibly not. But as Steve rightly just said, if they bought Ozil back in somehow and he had his one blinder of a game in about 300, then God would be upside down again. Steve's nailed it. You don't bring Ozil in. You bring Aisley Maitland-Niles in the midfield. You bring Emil Smith-Rowe in the midfield. Emil Smith-Rowe has made more forward runs into the penalty box in the few minutes he's had than Xhaka has all bloody season. You know? Mm -hmm. And that's what we're lacking. We're lacking... Look at Party before he got injured the other night. Party made more forward runs in that 40 minutes he was on the field than Xhaka has all season. That is where our problem off. lies, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. 100%, 100%. And that's what annoyed me about that game is Partey was doing so much, yet he wasn't fit. And yet you've got Mr. Xhaka that's there and he's 100% fit, has been playing week in, week out, and he's getting caught so far up the field and they're getting on the break and scoring a goal. You've got Bellerin, along with his foul throws, who is so far up the field getting caught. You've got William, who's supposed to be tracking back and watching that right-hand side when Bellerin does overlap. And what happens? Some gets free down the side. But let's, I mean, I don't, I really don't want to dwell on that game because I'm not not happy with the lineup. But absolutely, Ozil's going in six months' time. So keep him out. Keep him out. There's no point bringing him back in. You know, even if he, as you say, he has that blinder of one game, you know, or even if he has three or four good games and we get a few good wins, pointless, 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 pointless. Give someone else some minutes who loves the club, who plays for the badge, whether they're 19 or they're 22, in Maitland Niles or Smith Rowe or whoever. Just not Ozil. Not Ozil. So, so listen, how will we, how will we up today then, Fergus, Mr. In the Know? How are we lining up today then? 4 2 3 1. Um, the one, sorry, Steve, what do you think? 4 2 3 1. Let Definitely. me share that screen again and let's have a look. Yeah. Uh, Twitter page. It's not I, think, I think, I think, I uh, think with. Uh, look, at, so, so like uh, I was saying last week, just quickly, you got fullback, centre back, centre back, fullback. That indicates it's a back four and not a three. Because after Tierney, who would be, would be, you know, let's say he's a centre back, you then have Xhaka, who's definitely not playing as a fullback. So then you've got the two midfielders in Xhaka and Elneny who are going to be sitting deep. And then you've got Saka, William, Lacazette, who look as if they're going to be the the three midfielders, Saka, William, Lacazette, and then Aubameyang. That's just how, how I, you know, I've, I've noticed these things over the last few it, it, weeks. I, it's fullback, centre-back, I get your point and I, I, I do hear you, but we do still seem to have this hybrid back, four, back, five, three depending on whether we're in possession or not i would mm. like to think um that three at the back and have more attacking against a side like burnley burnley are just going to be four four two uh they're um they, they, you know they're going to be really really hard to break down they're in a low ebb as we know themselves um i i don't know trev what do you think since you called us out uh, I don't know. That's why I asked you, Darth Lad, isn't it? I'm, I'm not really yeah. sure. It, it looks like a four to me. It looks yeah. like a four yeah. to me. Um, with obviously Xhaka and El Nelly just in front. And uh, 
and then Saka and Willian out wide with Laka and Alba basically doing what they want up the field from what I can see. Um, mm. I just, when you, when you look at Xhaka and El Nenny and Willian, it doesn't, it doesn't just, we've used the word a lot in this podcast and I'm loath to go back to it, but it's a fact. I look at it and I think, I don't see someone that's going to set me on fire with their performance there. It doesn't give me any hope. It doesn't give me any hope for us opening a side up that, that could well drop, com complete, have, ten, have nine players behind the ball for 95% for of the game, you know? So I don't know where the creativity comes from. I just pray that Saka has a blunder. Alba and Laka pull their socks up because Xhaka, El Nenny, William, it's just like same as. I, I, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't get why they're playing in the same side. I don't get why they're in the team. But in, in Arteta, we trust at the moment. So here we go. Let's see how we do go. You, do you? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> For me, anyway. Yeah, kind of. No. I think I think we can't. You know, the players on the pitch, we can break them down. If Saka and Tierney cause problems on that left hand side, and Bellerin does do his burst for, and you know, he Bellerin has been better going forward. You know, for for most parts of this season, the problem is, is there's either no one on the end, or the cross. You know, the cross isn't good enough. But he's getting into positions which could be promising. If everybody else is in tune with him, then things could happen. Um, William, William really has to pull up his socks and, and play like he did against Fulham. You know, William has to be cutting inside and, you know, getting back and jumping on loose balls um, like he used to at Chelsea and like he used to do well at Chelsea. So he, he needs to be doing that. Orba has to have some movement. He can't just be standing, waiting around, sulking. And Lacazette has to be lively coming deeper because Jack is not going to be moving about. El Nenny's going to do what El Nenny does. El Nenny will, will, will slot back into right back if, if Bellerin goes forward. El Nenny will, will, you know, more than likely produce a solid six, seven out of 10 game. Jacka, you know, is good. Jacka has to do something. Just block the midfield, stand around, do something, not run out of fucking... Oh, sorry. <laughs> run that, out. What's <laughs> what? Steve, <laughs> your, your, your penance for that is, look at that Burnley lineup. Anybody worry you in there? No, this is the thing. I mean, Rodriguez is, is a half-decent striker and Tarkowski's a good centre-back. But, you know, you've got... If Bellerin, Tierney... William Lacazette, Saka and Aubameyang can actually, you know, even if they give 60% of what we know they can do, then we walk this. You know, we walk this 2 or 3 nil. Uh, the problem is, is they're not even giving 50% most weeks now. And that's why, you know, when you've got players like Xhaka that do nothing and Bellerin that is so lacklustre getting back into a defensive position... And you've got William who does nothing on a you know on a track back. You struggle because every other player is doing is trying to do more of a job that's not their job because they're making up for players that aren't doing what they're doing. And that's 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 where our problems lie. Um I, I again I'm deflated. I'm deflated, I'm a little bit aggy, which is why the the little blips are <laughs> pouring out, but just yeah, I, it's, it's it's hard being an Arsenal fan at the moment, definitely. Steve, who's Alba? Who's Alba? Do you mean Alba? Alba, Alba. I just his name. O-R-B-A. Eh? Yeah, but you know, who's, who says Albamiang? Nobody says Albamiang, do they? They say Aubameyang. Aubameyang. I do. Albamiang. <laughs> well, I, I only ever hear it, you know, Aubameyang or Aubameyang. 
Hey, Look, whatever, whatever. At least I'm not calling him a boom yang or you know, going yeah. going full Fergus on the on the on the surnames. You know, leave me alone. Fergus, <laughs> Fergus say Kalazinac. I, I, I have the button here. <laughs> yeah, Kalazinac. <laughs> yeah. Trevor uh, Ma Martinez. Um, uh, Martinez. Trevor, the, 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 the final question that I want to put to you uh, is a statement made by Heath Kyo, and it says. I want to see a blood and guts performance and playing for the shirt club and fans, regardless of the results. Hundred percent comment. Ab absolutely, Heath. You, Fergus, you've asked me that because you know you know my at my view on this, Heath. Mate, I go back a long way as 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 Fergus referred to earlier, and he mentioned the Terry Neal days, right? And and a lot of those days were bad days, bad bad days. We were in a deep deep rut. But I don't know whether it was because I was a much younger man and, and, and I loved my football, but I, I never got a feeling that the players come off the field not having given 100%. And, and uh, it was just the fact was they weren't good enough or maybe the manager wasn't good enough to, to, to GM up the way he should. But I always felt that they made an effort. They wore the badge and, and they wore the badge with pride and win, lose or draw, they gave it everything. I don't get that feeling a lot of the time nowadays. I genuinely don't. Um, I'm not going to dwell on it too long because there's a few games I could go back to recently where I actually cried at the lack of effort. Uh, and I've banged on about it before, but I'm going to mention it. Xhaka throwing that shirt on the floor, I find that very hard to forgive. Not, not, not just because of the action of throwing the shirt and the armband on the floor. Not the action. What More what the action highlighted, the bigger picture. The fact that he showed he had very little regard for Arsenal Football Club when he did that. And then he followed that up by cupping his ear and smiling at the fans, which then moved the focus to the fans. So in one movement, in one movement, Mr. Xhaka told me, I don't care about a club on a shirt and I don't care about the fans because I'm laughing at you all. I'm laughing at you. What he's really saying is, look at me, I'm not performing, but I'm on like 250 grand a week or whatever. So I do struggle with that because as a follow-on from that, I get the feeling the players not giving everything. And Heath, that is all I ask. If we go out against Burnley tonight and we lose 4-0, but I look at that game and I think, well, actually, they've given all they could. They give all they could. They broke their backs for the Arsenal. I'm, I'm, I'm not happy with it, but in my head, I'm thinking we couldn't have done any better. I want that sense in my head, we couldn't have done any better. And over the last few years, actually, I've not had that feeling that we couldn't have done any better. I've always had that feeling we could have done that bet better. We've not had the effort. And that upsets me greatly as a man that loves Arsenal Football Club deeply. That upsets me, you know, because there's other people that would come in and give it their all. So, hey, yeah, mate, you're right, mate. We just need to, we just want the team to give us the impression that they're playing for us, the fans, the club, and more importantly, for themselves, that they've actually got a conscience. Because some of the players that have come off that field, you've pushed me now, so I'm going to mention it. When, when Ozil come off that field, got substituted in the Europa League final in Baku, he didn't have conscience. He, give, give, he did not give a toss that he'd not turned up. 
and he hadn't performed. And they strolled around the field and done basically nothing and let the club down, let his manager down and let us fans down. I want players with a conscience. We ain't got enough of them, mate. Leave skill out of it. Sorry, Fergus, you started me off and I went. No, 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 no. And, and, and that was what I was trying to get to. I was trying to get to just like what Heath's comment and, and the and the meaning behind what Heath's comment means, that people who are watching this podcast feel the same as we do, that we want the team to turn up. We want the team to appreciate that what we do, whether it's sitting on our sofas in on a beach in the Caribbean, watching it and taking the time of the day that you have to get up at around the world or whether you're one of the 2000 are going to be down there today singing their lungs out for the arsenal it doesn't matter we're all arsenal fans um but to understand how much it feels to us um a couple Focus. of things before Focus. stop a second sorry son let me i'm going to expand on it for another five seconds again, <laughs> the the europa league final where was i living right i was living on the greek island of kos right but I still travel. Twenty four hours to get there. I still travelled to games, Arsenal games, home and away. That was my commitment to the club. To get to Azerbaijan to Baku from the Isle of the Kos was an absolute nightmare. I took four flights going to get there, and five flights to get home again. Five flights to get home again. That is my commitment to this football club, the club that I love, and that's all I ask from the players. And they're paid to do it. I pay to watch. That's mm. all I ask of our players, you know? So, yeah. Right. Now, I'm not going to say any more. I promise. I promise, Fergus. Uh, some of the messages oh, are coming up away. quite quickly. <laughs> some of the messages are quite thick and fast. But uh, a couple of messages I want to go back to. Uh, one was... Um, Fergus is getting a dab hand with his new Mac. No, I'm not, because I've gone off camera about four times where I've used the wrong gesture on my touchpad and it's just killed me onto a different screen, so I've had to jump back on again. But I, I will get there. Um, and, and the other one, more than anything else, is people trying to take the piss out of me um, about my um, pronunciation of, uh, um, of player's name, Arbamiyang, Mr. Trevor, Arbamiyang. It's Arbamiyang. Arbamiyang, yeah. I say, I say, yeah, Oba, Oba, Right, I, listen. I, I, I love, <laughs> you, you say, Steve, you know, Steve. You say like, go on. Uh, no. no, no, it's pointless, pointless. Right, give us your score prediction. I'm listening. Two nil, Arsenal. Two nil. Trev, I need to put that in the chat actually. <laughs> four nil to the Arsenal. Four nil to the Arsenal. Four nil. To the Arsenal, 4-0. To the Arsenal. I'm, I, I just have to double check. I, I, I predicted 2-1 uh, for today. I just don't see us keeping a clean sheet, unfortunately. And I think it will be nervy uh, and um, we we will win. Uh, guys, um, here we go. No, no, look, right. The lad that's watching on YouTube with a great comments, uh, Sentiment FC, right? His profile picture, right? His profile picture is making me laugh because everybody's calling Mr. Grealish out this week, but actually they're just jealous. They're just jealous I, I of just Mr. Grealish. I only just realised what it was. Yeah, brilliant. Well done, brilliant. <laughs> they're all just jealous of Mr. Grealish. <laughs> I do. Unbelievable. So we got, uh, we got a 3 nil from Parker. Saying that over here. 
Right. Okay. And then the last one. Right. You have been listening to an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. I am getting used to this laptop. I've only got one screen, no keyboard, no mouse. So I'm doing it uh, all single-handedly. Um, thank you very much, everybody, for joining in. There are so many names in the chat. Can I ask uh, one thing of anybody who is listening, whether it be on Facebook or on SoundCloud, Spotify, on YouTube, we're up to 365 followers on um, our subscribers on our YouTube channel. You know, this is by Arsenal fans, for Arsenal fans. We're not in it to make a fortune or make any money whatsoever. Uh, we're in here just to enjoy uh, uh, chatting and chatting with you people as well as ourselves. Can you click the like button on our YouTube channel? Because once we get to a thousand likes, it allows me to do some other stuff. So when we get back to the normal situation back in the stadium, I'll be able to use my mobile phone and hopefully be able to do some live broadcasts with Trev at the stadium and stuff like that via YouTube and uh, so on. So that's the reason I'm after people uh, clicking the like button on our YouTube channel. Um, but however you listen to us, however uh, you enjoy us, uh, thanks very much. We really, really appreciate everything that you do. Steve, Trev, thanks very much, guys. Enjoy the game. Uh, only one last thing to say. Up the arse. Up the Arsenal. You've been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too.